Julio. Yeah, Julio. Julio. Let's get into it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Creative Point of View podcast. My name is Ethan. Noah Johnson. And I'm Marquis. And we have a guest. Noah, do the honors. Introduce our guest today. Yeah, so we got the boy, uh, <laughs> Julio Delgadilla. Um, he's an artist. A you butchered that. <laughs> you butchered, you butchered that so bad. All right, Julio, say your last name. Yeah, please. what's your uh, Delgadillo? Delgadillo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tell yeah. the people what you do, man. Uh, so yeah, I'm a designer, uh, more specific industrial designer, um, student, student at Iowa State University, and uh, yeah, yep, that's me. Right on. Cool. cool. Um, so yeah. Uh, you design stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in industrial design, mm-hmm. but you also do uh, Bowie Club. So yeah, yeah. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I decided to start a clothing brand um, sophomore year into Iowa State, uh, just because I was already kind of learning the whole design stuff at Iowa State, and I thought it was pretty much you know, pointless if all I was going to get was a grade on it. So I was like, let me kind of put it to good use. So, um, yeah, I started a brand called Bowie Club. Mm, that's cool. Where'd right. that name come from? Yeah, it's a really funny name. Uh, so, I mean, Bowie and Club is pretty much just two words put together. Um, but it took a lot of, like, different names to choose from. Uh, and Bowie stuck out to me because, one, People can't ever really say it. Like, it's an awkward word that you look at. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, what does that even, you know, how do you say it? And then club, because uh, I wanted people to feel a part of something when they wore the clothes. Uh, so uh, basically, we're all buoys in this thing of life, right? In this water, keeping afloat. And then club, so that when you throw on a T-shirt, you feel a part of, like, a family, mm-hmm. you know? So kind of all fire. made sense. Yeah. How did you, like, find this passion to, like, design? Uh, yeah, so... Way back when, as a kid, it, I think it all kind of starts as a kid, right? Like, you're always inspired from something as a kid. I was inspired by, like, my uncles and how they dressed up as cartoons even, like, just even watching cartoons and, like, Shrek. <laughs> I, I don't know, like, Shrek, like, yeah. the outfits, you know, the outfits on there are crazy. But I don't know, there's, like, so many things to pick and choose from. But, I mean, I was honestly inspired but just growing up with, you know, music and, you know, a bunch of art and stuff it was all really inspired by that that's cool and so you mentioned your Iowa State right now mm-hmm. um so tell us a little bit about like your thoughts on just college and like a higher education and how has that helped you you know with what you're doing um so I mean college isn't for everyone uh obviously but I think college was right for me because I knew I wanted a network and like actually study, you know, principles of design and what it actually means to be a designer. Right. Like there's, you know, there's so many perspectives on being a designer, but uh, going to school and actually learning the fundamentals of, of like all of it was important for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause if I wanted to do something, I wanted to do it right. Um, and so being credited as a designer was important to me from the get go. Um, so I went to DMAC first actually. Um, and then I was doing, like fashion and engineering at the same time it was really stupid but um because I wanted to do like actual hands-on designing but I couldn't even really figure out what I what it was called until I looked it up one day and it was like oh you could be an industrial designer because it's hands-on stuff Mm -hmm. uh so then you know I got accepted over there and just did the whole four years and now I'm in my last semester dang last semester that's crazy yeah I'm stretched I'm stretched guys (laughs) long time coming but what do you what do you are what are you most excited about post-grad uh, to actually figure out life. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, like just actually 
put my full-time effort into Booty Club. Not saying that I don't already, but, like, school out the way. Because school is, like, very tedious these days. But, Absolutely. like, going full-on force with Booty Club and seeing where that will get me, you know? Was was school a, was school an option for you as far as, like, did your parents push school on you? Like, hey, you got to go to college? They did. Okay. Yeah, and that's kind of, like, the pressure that you feel, you know, you're, like, you're graduated high school and you're, like, an 18-year-old. I was 17, and you're, like, what the heck? Like, I, do I work or do I yeah. go to school? So I just kind of, I applied to a hell of scholarships, you know, and I got to go to community college for free for my first two years. Nice. You know, yeah. Thankfully, you know, but yeah. not a lot of people get the opportunity. But so then I kind of figured myself out within that time gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was important for me. That's yeah, that's cool. huge. Because a lot of people, uh, for, for me, for example, I didn't figure out, like, my path yeah. until, you know, junior year in college. Yeah. So, like, I went to school, started off going to school for nursing. Oh. <laughs> then switched to biology. <laughs> okay. And then, like, halfway, I got 16 credits left in my biology degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, as of right now, I don't see myself doing anything in biology at all. That's funny. So, so it's yeah. like, that's why I asked that, like, why, uh, were you pressured in going to college or was that? Yeah, I was for sure pressured. Thing, I was so. for sure pressured to go to college, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, my at the end of the day, my mom was like, "You could do what you want to do, but right. you know, like you know what you got to do." Yeah, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. You know yeah. what you got to go do. Yeah, yeah, I was like, "Are yeah. you the first in your family to go to college?" Yeah, well, yeah, within my family, like my brother and sister. Yep. Yeah, uh, first one, first gen. Do you have Do you have a, a feeling towards that? Like, do you? Does that push you more? To yeah, it does finish? push me more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a it, it does. It's not a competition, but like it is. You know, it's like okay, I have to finish college because they're they're gonna clown me my whole life if I don't finish it. Yeah. So it's just nice to say that you got to you finish accomplish something. that. That's, right. yeah, that's man. a big milestone, bro. You yeah. you might be our first guest that's actually gonna be a you know college graduate. Oh wow! I, th- yeah. I think for sure. For yeah. Real. Yeah. Damn. Oh, besides, am, am uh, I gonna be wrong? Pressure's on. And Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Dylan, he's going to school. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying like a graduate. Like you're, oh, you're almost there. Yeah, you're almost you know, there. Like, I mean, you've got your years. associates, but. Yeah. Yeah. Not a I think, Yeah, not yeah. A, I think I think no. you're the first. Like, wow. But that's crazy. So you mentioned networking. Like what, what do you see some practical benefits of like having gone through the full college experience? Yeah. Uh, you know how people tell you like, hey, when you go to college, network, you know, and it's like, okay, you do it. But like for what reason? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're going to use that network within those four years and just go get a corporate job. Yeah. And it's like, for me, I knew I was going to build a network somehow. And I was doing YouTube for a little bit. And I was like, this really ain't working. Like, it's not really sticking. I'm not really being myself through this platform. Like vlogs and stuff? Yeah, like vlogs and like reaction videos and stuff. And I was like, this this is kind of dumb. Are like, they still up? They are still uh, up. All right. But no. yeah. we're going to have to dig through Everybody the go check out Julio Reactions. <laughs> find it. I like changed the name and everything, deleted some videos. It was just corny. It wasn't me. Uh, but that didn't work. So then I was like, I knew I always wanted to do clothes. And then the world shut down. And I was like, yes, this is literally the time that I needed. Uh, and I took advantage of that. Uh, a lot. Mm. And so utilizing my network from Des Moines to mesh with my network in Ames to mesh with my network in Iowa City, it all kind of worked out. Yeah. Okay. So Iowa City, tell us about your network there and how you're connected there. I'm connected there because of uh, just like, so I had uh, an ex there and then we pretty much just made friends over there and then their friends were my friends and it was kind of mutuals and stuff. Okay. And then like the tailgates and stuff were kind of fun out there. Cool. Yeah. Bar scene out there. I got some friends that still are out there too. So, yeah. Mm. Iowa City's, I I mean, like I've 
I'm falling more in love with Des Moines just with living here for this last year. But like Iowa City's got a pretty decent. They scene. do. Yeah, it's beautiful I've, out there. Too. I've never been yeah. to Iowa City. That's fun. It's Ever? Cool. It's never. Really cool. Got some cool bars. Ever? Ever. Damn. <laughs> got some really fun never. bars. What? <laughs> you guys are two got, hours away. Yeah, never no, been. You wow. Guys, you guys got to take. Matter of fact, no, we bought our camper in West Branch. So I drove through Iowa City to get to West Branch. Right. Oh, damn. That's but, crazy, though. Yeah. It's like I a never. smaller city vibe a little bit. Yeah. It I is. mean, Coralville's got like almost like Urbandale feel to it. Okay. You know, in Coralville. But. You guys got to take me to Iowa City. I'm too. There's I'm nothing there. Yeah, Are we really not gonna go? But yeah, I'm go just surprised. We can go, yeah, we can go, we can go to a reason. game. Yeah, we'll go yeah. hit a, like game. Iowa women's True. game. Like we'll go to Iowa women's Ooh, basketball. A Cyhawk game. They just yeah. hit a buzzer beater. To yeah, win. we just really yeah, yeah, we were just talking about Kate that. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Um, let's talk about Bowie Club. Like let's let's reel it back to kind of. So you mentioned the time you needed was COVID. Mm-hmm. I think that relates to a lot of people. But like what. Practically, tell us about that. You know, like what what got you started and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I was I had COVID and I had it at the very beginning. So, you know, the whole two week quarantine thing was like, wow, I'm so bored out of my mind. Tough. Yeah. Um, and so, at the like the same time, I was also getting laid off my job because they were cutting people because of COVID and stuff. And so I was like, bruh. I looked at my last paycheck and I was like. Let's just throw it into this thing I've been working on during the pandemic, you know, and it was it was like a risk I was willing to take because I kind of trusted the vision so well. Um, and I, I like like I said earlier, like I studied it all before, like I studied the people who did a clothing brand in Des Moines already, like any designer I've ever looked up to. I studied them really closely and yeah, I put my check into it, dropped some hoodies, hyped it up to an extreme amount. Um, like I blurred designs and then I did the photo shit of Noah. Um, I saw he was a photographer. We went to high school together and I was like, yo, let's, let's link up. Let's, let's make something happen, you know? Um, and he just has a really good eye for pictures. And so I knew, I knew people like he was like, he, he was slept on. Like I was like, why aren't people not using him Mm -hmm. as a photographer? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it just meshed so well, so beautifully. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. I remember that like it was yesterday, dude. I was literally like messaging you just on Instagram, like Mm -hmm. what yesterday or today or something about like, dang, that felt like yesterday that shoot. I did. Yeah, man. Two years. Yeah. Just past the two years, actually. Yeah. So, okay. So from there, um, that was your first job was the hoodie, right? Mm. Um, And then how did that go? Did you like get good feedback or like, what was that like? Yeah, I did. Uh, So I think it sold out within a week, which was like really dope. And I had dropped like a surprise t-shirt with it too. Um, and then, I mean, after that, like the whole making a website thing was really confusing for me at first. Like there's like not even a YouTube video out there that could really help you with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of learning on my own. What do you and use for your website? Shopify. Shopify. Um, and then like, like who even knows what to use? You know, I was like on right. wigs, like what am I doing on this thing? And then like Squarespace. Uh, but I chose Shopify cause it was kind of somewhat easier. Um, and then I mean, it went good. People liked it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole hyping stuff up and then, you know, people buying it was really dope. Were you shocked or were you like, I knew? I was shocked. I honestly was shocked because I honestly was just going to make the hoodies for my friends. And then I was right. like, you know, I'm just going to drop it for everyone. I was shocked because people actually liked the design, oh, you know? Yeah. So. Mm. What's the story behind the logo, you know? Yeah. So it's the, for those of you that don't know, the logo is two question marks and a smile. 
Uh, basically, the question marks is, are there because, like, are we happy that we're above water or kind of sad that we're keeping afloat, you know, like mm-hmm. we're struggling? But regardless, the smile is there to kind of bring you back, you know, to reality that, you know, we're here, we're present, you yeah. know. It goes back to the whole buoy club. We're all in this water yeah. together. I like it because it's, like, yeah. simple, but it's also abstract. Yeah, it could be, like, hella deep if you want it to be, but yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's also very simple on the outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I know at one point uh, you had an experience with like Pac Sun, mm-hmm. uh, like you were in like a competition or something like that. And yeah. I think you entered a buoy club design. Am I right? I, yeah, I sure did. So what what did that experience teach you, and like how did that go? You know? Yeah. Uh, well, I had a friend of mine, Sarah, who uh, sent me that post, like a design opening for uh, a competition through through Pac Sun, and she sent me it through DM. So I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna throw I didn't have anything made for whatever they were requesting I was like I'm just gonna throw in this collection see if they even take it so Mm. I threw in the collection just the cream t-shirt that I had made at that time and then I was like let's see what happens you know I I can't imagine there was not you know 100 million people you know trying to apply for that Mm -hmm. and then like a month later they reached back out to me they're like yo congrats you've been you know you've been accepted to compete against five other people and I was like oh my god what the heck like this is literally insane I was like I was like I couldn't even I was like is this a spam email like what's going on yeah yeah. (laughs) so confused (laughs) that's crazy dude you know that was sick so then when I posted it on my Instagram because obviously I needed to use that to my advantage right like 100% you know so I was like oh I'm designing for Pakistan or whatever and then I think that just bumped up my credibility so much that I needed it to be. I, or else I feel like without that, you know, time stamp in my journey, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been taken seriously as a clothing designer. Yeah. Yep. Um, so tell us about, like, some of your favorite drops to this point. Because I know you've done a few now. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, tell us, like, what is your favorite one? My favorite top one? Top three. Top, damn, top three. Uh, okay. Pack someone off rip. I really liked that one just because I liked it already before it had Paxson attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this devil design that I made for Halloween just because people thought I was going to drop something else, but then I released like a universal T-shirt for everyone to wear all the time. And then my other one was this this uh, Herky T-shirt that I made for the Cyhawk game. Nice. Oh, which yeah. was I, it's only my favorite because I made it like so last minute, and I knew I had to make it because I'm biased and I made a Cyclone one. But then I was like, let me just make a Herky one, and then I got taken down my like by Iowa City like the university and then I was like oh my god so dumb (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. so they what do you mean got like I just went on my Instagram like and then my post was taken down by Iowa City because not Iowa City but the University of Iowa because it was like copyright like they strike me down it was crazy they just hate on the cyclones bro I swear (laughs) Are are you a cyclone fan Honestly, no, I don't really care between the both, but because okay, okay. I, I go to, I always say I'm, I'm a huge Cyclone fan. Nice, nice. So I got a question back to the Pat Sun. So with that competition, did your shirts end up like being sold in Pat Suns? No, that was what the winner got, though. The winner, okay. what they got, I think, was a one-on-one session with uh, Chinatown Market and then like the, the person who runs it. And then someone else, and then uh, you get your shirt sold inside the store. So a few select stores, and then online. Okay, but dope, I think I placed like fourth. Like I, I tanked that. But the no, fact bro, that you made yeah, it, yeah, the fact, yeah, top yeah. five, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Out, yeah. Of, it's really out of all cool. the creatives, using the top. I was crazy. Yeah. I was like, there's yeah. no way this is real. Yeah, that's fine. And I remember like going to vote because we you had to vote for it, right? You did have to vote. I remember going to vote for yours, and I saw the other ones and. 
like this is not me being biased at all. I was like, these are all trash. Like, yeah, how yeah. is Bowie Club not gonna win? I know. I was, so I'm kind of yeah. like, like blown away. I was also pretty blown away in people's too. taste, but. Uh, Dude, so, like, I know you did Converse, too. Yeah. Like, tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, so that was inspired by uh, Joe Freshgoods and how he printed on Converse in Chicago. And he did it by just, you know, going to every store within Chicago, buying Converse, and then screen printing on them. And so I was like, well, if he could do that in Chicago, why can't I do that in Des Moines? So then I just bought these Converse from the outlet in Altoona and mm-hmm. then screen printed it and then hyped them up, obviously, and then... Yeah really made a full rollout making it like that it was by like converse but it's not yeah yeah that was dope and yeah i was fortunate enough to be a part of that one too yeah that was really fun man that was super dope like in the way that you like rolled it out was fired yeah i like used like the nike font and everything yeah, made it look kind of zap yeah like, look yeah yeah exactly that's um, dope, <laughs> yeah. that's that's dope. how would you like how do you go about marketing stuff like this? Like, I'm, I'm curious your what strategy you have behind not just designing, but also how you get people to want to pay their hard-earned money for your products. Exactly. You know? I mean, and that's just people that just believe in me, I think. It goes back to, like, it sounds so deep, but I promise it was all calculated. Like, going back to before I even started Bowie Club, I was posting on my personal Instagram page as a designer and posting insights on what I was making in these classes and, you know, actually putting work out there before I even released the finished product that was sure. Bowie Club, you know? And so people, you know, putting this seed inside people and telling people that I'm a designer, you should believe in me, was my very first step. And then releasing an actual product like Bowie Club where it's like, okay, now I can jump on this boat before anyone else does, you know? And then that's kind of how it kept going. And it keeps going because people still don't really know who I am. Hmm. There's like a mystery behind Bowie Club too, which I think really intrigues people. Mm-hmm. Um, just from my perspective, like yeah. looking at it. Also, I feel like, in the way that you sell things currently, you know, you, you say no restocks ever. Mm. And so there's this scarcity value to it. That's like, oh, I got to get in on that before it's gone and I never get it again. Exactly. FOMO, exactly. If you're missing it out. is FOMO. And it, it's in it's in people, whether they, you know, believe it or not. I have FOMO all the time. You yeah. know, when my friends go out and I don't go out. But yeah. The main so like the main thing that I had to learn with marketing is like, how do you market to not just a specific audience, but a general audience where anybody, you know, everyone's on the same page almost. That's really hard to do these days. Mm -hmm. So like I literally studied all the brands that I liked, all the designers from Des Moines, like literally everyone that, you know, you can think of, I thought about and like really studied how they did it. And then I just rolled out my own way of doing it from all that. Who are some of those people like brands, uh, artists that you really like, really specifically looked at? for like inspiration on how to do those things yeah uh so locally i was inspired by uh uh riz rio Mm -hmm. and his clothing brand and then uh nico i was inspired by christian and tyler with dmi collective uh and how you know they would market to young people that was really like they're the pioneers of it and then i guess on a national scale i was inspired by virgil bobby hundreds I mean, there was a bunch of spray painters that I was looking up at the time. I don't really remember them now, but I mean, Supreme, like even something like as simple as Supreme and how they have all these skaters, but like then you have like anybody, you know, on Thursdays refreshing the page, you know, mm-hmm. to buy something. I always thought that was super dope. So, yeah. 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 Man. 
Dang, that's cool. Uh, when is your next drop? My next drop is right now. It's it's a current drop. Uh, yeah. So it, it ends Sunday. I don't know when this will be Y'all just sold out of your hoodies, the, right? the hoodies, yeah. The hoodies. So I tried something new where I make only one thing uh, limited and the rest is open. Just some advice from some business mentors, like, you know, just for growth-wise. Uh, but so, yeah, I kind of did the best of both worlds in one of those. How many hoodies did you drop? 50. 50. And yeah. they sold out in 48 hours? Yeah. So, yeah, it's about... About right. That's crazy, man. Yeah, that's crazy. About right. That's big. You yeah. touched on, you said something about a mentor. How important, uh, not only from a business standpoint, but from even just a designer and creative standpoint, how important is it to you to have a mentor? That's a really good question, man. Um, it's important because, as I mean, even as, you know, artists, creatives, like you guys, like you kind of have your own way of designing and we're kind of selfish. Like we, we, we think we're doing it right, you know, until we get an outside perspective. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what a mentor does for you. It's like, no, you should try maybe this route, you know? And it's like, I'm pretty stubborn when it comes to designing because like I feel like I got a good eye. But when a mentor comes in and tells me, hey, maybe you shouldn't be releasing this or think about, you know, flesh this out more. I take it not really with the grain of salt, almost, but like, I'm just kind of like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll look into it, but then mm-hmm. I actually look into it, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe that did work. Maybe they were right. So it just, I think being open minded is is like important. One hundred percent, absolutely, one hundred percent. And then business wise, like, you know, no one really teaches you how to handle money, you know, until you actually are, you know, dealing with money and dealing with marketing and stuff. So having someone that can mentor you through it all is extremely important because you yeah. could easily, you know, crash out and then be like, oh my god, what I. I don't have any money to pay for my next drop. You know, yeah. what do I do now? Do I just not post? You know, so yeah. 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 So fifty hoodies sold out forty eight hours. That's that's impressive. You're keeping your store open for the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever it comes to social media or even just producing art, you're you're always kind of bottlenecking what you're putting out to a specific audience because not everything is everyone's taste. Yeah. Who would you say is your audience that you're like, I like, I want Bowie Club merch to be in their hands? Or who do you specifically think you're marketing to? There's not a specific audience, but if I had to answer your question, it's high schoolers. High schoolers? Because I think they're the gatekeepers of what's cool. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, I mean, who do you really ask, you know, that's cool? You're not really asking a 23-year-old you're asking a 16-year-old who's always on TikTok or right. a 15-year-old who's always on Twitter or something, you know? It's mm-hmm. like those are the very important gatekeepers that we honestly underestimate. Yeah, you know, Because they have a huge network. You know, they're on mm-hmm. social media. They're friends with everyone. And then that's just within their own school of, you know, 3,000 kids. Mm-hmm. You imagine like a bigger high school, who, you know, people just know people in high school districts, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's yeah. very important. Oh, yeah. Um, dang, on the topic of that, like, you have younger siblings, right? Yeah. Yeah, and are some of them in high school? My sister, but when I started, they were both in high school. Okay. Yeah. And so did you lean into them for a lot of the inspiration? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I mean, I would just give them a hoodie. I'm like, go wear this in school and see what your friends think. And then be like, they come back. Yeah, I got like 10 kids that say they like it. They'll buy it. I'm like, oh, word. Okay, well, let me send my sister a T-shirt, see how they think. And then... You know, rotate the shirts out, see what they yeah, thought. Yeah. Have, you know, the friends who actually fuck with it, they'll get a T-shirt. And then the friends who mess with their friends, like, it was just kind of like a domino effect that I was kind of right. calculating in my head. Yeah. Dang. I remember being in high school and, like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, I think we all were like, oh, yeah, I know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang, that's crazy to think about. 
It's well, also like bold on their part to be like, I mean, if I'm being honest, like I don't know that I would wear clothes <laughs> that my brother made yeah, exactly, yeah. to school and be like, that's love, man. yo, that's not love. for real. Like that's that's a big step. Yeah, but that that's, is a big step. That's yeah. also crazy that like you, you got that good feedback. Yeah, you know, that's that's big. Yeah, I mean, it was a it was a gamble. You know, I didn't know if they were gonna like it or not, but. Yeah. I feel like I would have taken that feedback from a high schooler rather than, you know, someone my age, you know, but absolutely. It was a, it was a learning experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know in high school you did poetry. I did. That was something that was really big uh, just from watching you from afar because mm-hmm. you're like two years older than me. Uh, yeah. 23. Yep. Yeah. So a year, I guess. Um, so I just remember like we hung out in the same group of kids mm-hmm. uh, and then like, um, just seeing your poetry and all that, man. Like, how did that, how was that like a creative outlet for you too? And did that carry over and inspire any of the stuff you're doing now? Yeah. So I got into poetry because my mom could never put me up on time after middle school. So it's like, I didn't want to go play dodgeball in the gym. So I was like, well, there's this poetry club. I should just go to it, you know? And then people were like, oh, you shouldn't do poetry. You're a guy. And I'm like, bro, it's just literally, you're just writing. Like, what are you talking about? And so I just did poetry from the end of middle school into high school. And then it kind of transpired into like me actually being known for poetry. Like there was a time where they picked five poets from the country and I went to Washington to go perform at the Library of Congress. Like that was crazy. Mm-hmm. I was like 17. Yo, I was like, what wow. the heck am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but I think that also plays in part in the network that I've created, you know, was like, learning how to talk is such a weird thing to learn, you know, but it's like, it's an actual thing. And I think poetry actually taught me how to speak what I am thinking a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. So and confidence too. Yeah. yeah. 100% that yeah. too. Cause you're talking in front of hella people in front of cameras all the time. Like it's just like people asking questions. It's like on the spot, you have to like freestyle what you want to say. And so yeah. it did help a lot. Do you yeah. still, um, to this day, do you still lean into poetry a lot? Honestly, I mean, Poetry could be many things. To me, poetry is like a rhythm, right? So it's like whenever I'm designing, it's creating poetry, not through words, but like through, you know, art. Obviously, it sounds tacky, but I mean, I think that's kind of what it transformed into. Wow. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're going to have another guest on here, like soon, uh, Neek. Yeah. He did poetry too, right? He did. Yeah. He was so cool. I know you know him through that. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, Rashawn. Rashawn, yeah. Yeah, I remember Rashawn yeah. too. And he's, is he making music or something? I think he is making music. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But that, so Rashawn is someone that I started when I was in high school. I had dropped like some hood, like crewnecks. It was under this brand called Lost Kings. Mm, and I, I did that. that. Yeah. I did that with Rashawn. And so it was like, that was kind of like my foot into uh, doing clothes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Who is, um, is there anybody that, well, in the Des Moines area, we'll ask that first. Is anybody that you want to collab with? In Des Moines? Yeah. Um, places, yeah. I want to collab with uh, the Art Museum. Mm. Mm. That'd be super dope. I want to collab with a fine dine restaurant like Django or Chantro or, like, I don't, 801 Chop House. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, something you would never, ever see, ever, you know? Yeah. Um, and then an ice cream shop. Mm. Yeah. Which one, though? There's a lot of good ones. Snookies. Snookies? Ah. Okay. I thought I like you were going to say Grannies. Hey, oh, Grannies is fired, too. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep on Grannies. Mm-hmm. But Snookies is the OG for me. Yeah. Beaverdale area. And then a coffee shop, too. 
Ooh. Yeah, coffee shop would be t- fire. That'd be fire. There's so many things I want to do, but it's like I gotta actually put the work in to do it first. Who are some people that you have collabed with? Like I know you did for real. Yeah, I did for real, which is a, a restaurant uh, from Des Moines, Iowa. They're right downtown. Um, really good food. Love their boba. Um, and that was pretty much a, like a year's worth of work, like just kind of back and forth emails, seeing what sticked to the you know wall. Um, and then I also collab with a store in Ames uh, within the campus. So it's called Innovation, the Innovate 1858. Um, I also collab with the Indoor Farming Company. It's called uh, Clayton Farms. Um, and then Be Well, which is an artist from Des Moines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dope. Um, who are some like influential people that are like rock and buoy club because i know like we've had the do tour come in yeah and i know like you've been taking advantage of that 100 also smart marketing moves uh yeah the first year the do tour came i was like messaging well first it was so funny because like that was like right around the drop of my mm, packs and stuff so what i did was i clicked because i didn't know who any of these skaters were so i clicked the do tour hashtag and i just found people who posted up in like a nearby hotel that was near me and then i would just click their profile and then see like hey yo i'm outside your hotel can i give you a shirt and they're like okay but you know and so i yeah. did that with like five different skaters and then the second time around do tour came uh, i did the collab with for real and then skaters would come into the you know store and then eat food and then i would just yo like that's uto like yo can we Get him in the t-shirt. I would give him the t-shirt, and it was that's it crazy. worked out. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, man. awesome, man. It just takes like that little bit of luck, you know. It's all yeah. work, but that that little bit of luck really goes a long way. Yeah. yeah. Is there Absolutely. any other people uh, like outside of just like the skaters that like are rocking your stuff? Any artists? Any I mean, athletes. I would say. Okay. Um, I think really that's all I can think of right now at the moment. Hopefully, by the time you know next year, this time around, it's more people than that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. keep up with like your reach for like, I don't know, analytically like of where people are buying your stuff from? Is it outside Des Moines? Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think about because mm-hmm. I always did. I never envisioned it to become this big, but it's just people from Des Moines and like within Iowa and then Minnesota and then like Omaha, Chicago. I just sent one out to Brooklyn and then like. Florida, showing love, wow. California. Like it's kind of been all over the place these days. Like Cheyenne, Wyoming. I'm like, whoa, who's buying myself out there? So that's crazy. It's really dope, man. It's like, wow, I never, that's really dope. I don't know, that's crazy. Yeah, that's super dope. Um, what What's like a drop that you, or not a drop, you know, you probably can't disclose as much information, as, but mm-hmm. like whenever it comes to pieces, right now you, you got hoodies, hat, or a hoodies, Shirts, mm-hmm. shorts, not shorts, not shorts. Yet. What do you so like any pieces that you're like, oh, I'd, I'd love to do something like you know, whether it's a bucket hat or something different, yeah. like please what, drop a hat, you know, hat every fire. <laughs> yeah. I did hats a while ago, it was for a pop up at Stoked, uh, which is I think it's like a outdoor shop, yeah, and Stoked, and well, yeah, and Golden Eye, Golden Eye, yeah, Golden Eye's fire. Yeah. Lucas um, does a good job, with he that. does, he goes crazy, yeah, um. But yeah, I did hats. If there's something I want to do is shorts, but like monochrome, like print the same color of that. And then uh, like button ups. Okay. But like hmm. there's a collection that I have in my head where I want to do a business casual, but like not business, you know. It's That's like different. you screen print buoy on all these things, like a button up with like a buoy button up tie or something. I don't know. Huh. Mm-hmm. It'd be really dope. Yeah. That's yeah. what I kind of envision. 
That's cool, man. That's super dope. Um, if you are, are you hoping to collab with any artists outside Des Moines or is there a dream collab? Like, it's like, oh man, I would love to get you either your pieces in different artists' hands or yeah. anything like that. Like, what do you? My dream collab is with Febreze. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's different. <laughs> yeah. Febreze. I was not expecting that. I yeah. I don't think I would <laughs> ever <laughs> guess sure that. I'm you have hey. the vision yeah. in your mind. Yeah. Elaborate on that. Like, like, what, like, I really love their plugins in the wall. Okay. And like having, I mean, cause it's like, it's kind of, it's become cool to like take care of your home and like take care of yourself, you know, in your environment. Like it's mm. become kind of cool. Right. So it's like having a buoy, you know, something like a scent plugged into your wall would be so dope. It's like, oh, it's, mm. it's like subtle, but it's there. You know, and yeah. if you know, you know, and if you have it, you have it. Yeah. yeah that's cool. That's, dude, that's really. A little really, buoy wallflower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could be any, like a plug-in. You plug in a stick figure or something, you know, and it's shooting that's out of That's creative thing. right there. That is creative. <laughs> that is creative I right there. I guarantee no one else that we ever had lined up would have said that. Said for breeze. That's crazy, man. I love it. Um. What are some like short term goals for you in Booby Club and some like long term goals? Short term, I mean, continuing to grow, <clears throat> right? So, my goal was always to take over Ames. And then the first time ever in all my drops, this last drop actually Ames beat Des Moines and how many people were viewing it, the mm -hmm. website, buying stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, you know, that was my short term goal that I accomplished. Now my other short-term goal within Bowie Club, short-term within like five years is, is short for me, is to just take over Iowa in general, like mm -hmm. all of it, and then yep. long-term take over the Midwest. Yeah, cool. I like wow. that. Um, how have you seen yourself grow in like the two years that you've been doing this? As a person, it's it's helped with like humility, right? It's like you you not every drop is going to do good, right? It's like you kind of have to just go with the flow and take the punches. Um, and so that's helped me a lot with maturity. Like, even though I'm making art and I know I'm giving it my hardest, you know, not everyone's going to like it, you know? And so you just that's just something that you just have to learn on your own. Where most people would quit, I just kind of took it as a learning experience. Be like, all right, well, people don't like it. Let's just keep going until see what people like. And so yeah. that's helped a lot, actually. Yeah, even with our podcast, like, uh, you know, on instagram and like tiktok we'll, we'll get a few thousand views on like a reel yeah but then you go to youtube and there's like seven views <laughs> yeah. full transparency like yeah. it's a long-term consistency thing where it it's is like you just yeah. gotta grind you can't worry about like can't. anybody else well, also understanding everything that is in the world is an acquired taste not mm -hmm. everyone is you guys picked spring water we picked sparkling water so yeah. it's like everything is like, you know, the age old like differences of like, oh, I prefer this or like, <laughs> yeah, we got iPhones and then other people got Androids. It's it. like, <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah. it's like knowing, yeah, like that your items are an acquired taste and yeah. knowing like, hey, it's, it's going to be cool that not everyone rocks with it. Mm -hmm. And there's also like. Sometimes that can be like really, I don't know, depressing. And like, it is like, though. It, it, it's that's like, facts. man, like, oh, why aren't they liking this? Yeah. But also, like, there's something empowering of being like, the people who true. do, it's like, nah, like, I know whenever people rock with my videos, I'm like, they, they rock with it. Yeah. Them, you know, like, you yeah. have people that believe in you. Exactly. Like, you know, and, and in their head, they're probably like, well, this is probably not his best work, but I'm still going to buy it because I believe in his vision. You know, yeah. it might not be the mm -hmm. best right now, but 
I, at least I got to acquire that moment and exactly. now I can move on to the next moment, you know, before everyone hops on it. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. What? Go ahead. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Bro, that, that was so dope. <laughs> when that, hey, great minds think alike, cute, man. man. So great dope. minds think alike. That's man. what I like to say, bro. Yeah. This we is my be. brother right here. For sure, for sure. I got a I got a question for you. What is one piece of advice that you would give your looking at yourself where you're at now mm-hmm. with Booty Club? What is one piece of advice that you would give yourself two years when you started Booty Club? Damn. Like if you if you two if two years ago you and the now you met at a coffee <laughs> at a coffee place. I like the scenario. Down, <laughs> what's that one piece of advice you would give your your old self? I think I would tell myself to just be patient and uh, just continue to make stuff that makes me happy, you know, or yourself. You know, I'd be like, you know, do stuff, but do it, you know, with time. Give yourself time. I feel like I was always rushing things because I was just programmed because of deadlines in school. Right. Like Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, we have to meet this deadline because people are counting on me. But it's like just take your time. And like if people mess with it, they mess with it. But I think, yeah, just trusting your intuition you know, with things that you're releasing. Because yeah. someone's going to like it. There's no way no one's going to like something, you know. There's one person out there that you're going to, you know, affect and, and hopefully inspire. And that's always been my motivation with Booty Club is hopefully inspiring people. You know, and then when I started my brand, I see people else started their brand. I'm like, cool, that was the purpose of me doing this, was inspiring people to do, you know, more. So, yeah. yeah. I like that. There's one question I just thought of. Um, and... So you mentioned it earlier, like uh, like the younger generation is who we kind of go to be like, oh, what's cool, what's what's mm-hmm. trending and everything like that. Would you say that the pieces you put out reflect your style and your creativity or are you catering to the people knowing, oh, this is cool, I may not personally wear this, mm-hmm. but I'm making this for the, my audience? Mm, great question. I cater to myself. Uh, more than anything, yeah. Um, just because I'm, I make designs, but with every design, there's like ten more of ideations of that design. Absolutely. Right? And then, so what I do is I send these designs to my siblings, and then they tell me what they think. Mm. I can take their feedback, or I cannot, right? But oftentimes, I'm an open book, you know. And so I'm like, "Word, you don't like this here because of yeah. that." So then I go in and reiterate that design, and it kind of is a mesh of both things. So now it's like my liking with the consumer's liking, right? And it's like, I think that's very important because you also have to mesh, you know, the aesthetic of the brand as well. You know, it kind of has to make sense what I'm creating. You know, it's like a melting pot of different opinions and, yep. you know. There's a balance of it. There is a balance. There's, it's, a, it's a magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Also, like, I think that's also really cool that you have that relational credibility with your siblings. Be like, hey, like, hit me with your ideas. Yeah. You know? But However it's funny. brutally honest they are, probably. Oh sometimes. my god, they're brutal. They are <laughs> yeah. brutal, bro. I'm like, damn, you could have just told me no. You didn't have to tell me. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me that shit was ass. <laughs> tell you honest details. Yeah. 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 No, but that's good though. That's I love that they're like so harsh on me because it's like it's like you know what the equivalent of that is. It's like a harsh professor at design school yeah. because when I do a critique. And I like I pin up my work that I've been working on for four weeks on a you know a bike bag, and then I get critiqued on a strap that didn't you know it's not 
impossible to strap or something. I'm like, are you fucking, like, that's what you put out? Like, that's what's the, you know, that's what you didn't like about the project. And then I get like a C on it or something. Yeah. But it's the equivalent to that. It's like my siblings are teaching me that I'm not right and I have to accept that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's important. Receiving criticism is a tough pill to swallow. Well, yes. But like, I think going back to being open minded, like, you know, just mm-hmm. continuing to be open minded. Yeah. Just, you know. Um, Take it on the chin. Also, like, learning how mm-hmm. to give criticism, too, in constructive ways True. and not, like, subjective ways. You know, like, mm-hmm. if I were to, like, give criticism to somebody, like, I try to be careful, like, how I say that where it's not, like, I'm destroying what you have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, there's, like, healthy ways to, like, say, well, what if you thought about it that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just throwing this out there. What if you did that? Yeah. And then, like, also, I remember in school – taking a class on like presentations and you had to present <laughs> and you had to learn how to critique each other. Yeah. And it was like, there's a rule of thumb where it's like, you start with a compliment, then you say like what could be fixed or what to work on. And then you end with like another positive thing too. So, which I love people that structure their conversation like that. Yeah. Yep. Man, that's, you covered a lot of information and also like, um, I think it's really interesting that you have a foot in both worlds of like your, um, of like being at university and mm. like learning things the right way, yeah, which is subjective, but like learning something True. from like you know people who have are in the industry, but also yeah. like being like, no, nah, I also had this relationship with my siblings yeah. who are not in design school, and I'm pitching them these things, and it's like both worlds are clashing, exactly. you know, exactly. And I think that's where the rubber meets the road in so many instances of like creativity where it's like you can do anything how you want it to, but if it's not received well by your audience, then then it's only going to get so far. Mm-hmm. And you can either accept that, you know, you can be like, oh, like I like this and I'm going to post this on social media because yeah. I like it. But whenever we're talking about a product, a brand, anything of consumer value, yeah. you have to provide your customer with some sort of value that they're actually going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just so like my professors, I'm very resourceful, right? Like everything on campus, like I'm paying to be here. I'm going to use my resources, right? Yeah. So like these professors, they've already worked the jobs that, you know, we're working so hard to get to. Like they've worked the Samsungs, the Disneys, the, you know, Nikes and everything. So, you know, coming into after hours and asking my professor, not what to think about my project, but what they think about Bowie Club. Mm. I thought that was important for yeah. me because it's like, let me get their insight and then let me get my my sister's insight and see where we can meet in the middle with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. That's super cool, man. Yeah. Well, if we don't have anything else, we end every podcast the same way. And it's a question all four of us answer is what is one thing that has inspired you recently? Um, so who wants to know you got one? I got one. You got a list I, of I wrote them. It you down. wrote a list? He's got, a, he's got a list of them. He's got a list, bro. We're writing it down. And also, I don't know. I could be I could be tweaking. I might have said it before early on when we started this thing. Um, but just like I'm continually inspired by the 80s and 90s decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like pop culture, just like music, uh, films, and like just design and stuff like that, fashion. Yeah. Um, because, like, I don't know, like, 
when it comes to those time periods, like that was really when technology started to boom was like around that time, like yeah. specifically 80s. And then like it grew from there right into what it is now. Now we're so like privileged to have the most high tech technology where like AI can do a lot of stuff for us or like mm-hmm. programs. Yeah. But like back then it was like you had to put in like the physical work to do it. And so like movies, like practical props and like practical effects, stuff like that. Like when I go back and watch like a movie from like the 80s or 90s, like mm-hmm. it it's more nostalgic and it hits different to me because I'm like, dang, they really had to do that in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's that. And then like from a, a graphic design standpoint too, like uh, just, you know, they didn't have social media yeah. and, you know, we just promote everything on social media nowadays. Picture Bowie Club back in the 80s before social media in the 90s. Yeah. How would you be presenting your product to the world? You'd have to be thinking about billboards, <laughs> like posters, like print, you know? So, like, there's that that's inspiring to mm-hmm. me. Just the fashion, too, because you're seeing, like, vintage coming back in the style. Yeah. Um, and, like, everybody's, like, rocking, like, you know, vintage tees and, like, yeah. mm-hmm. old workwear, Carhartt mm-hmm. stuff and from, like, the early 2000s and all that. Like, so that's crazy to me. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just think like looking back at the past and seeing like what really worked and like putting your own spin on it now, like 20, 30 years down the road is like a smart thing to like tap into. So that Absolutely. really inspires me. Definitely. Ethan? Uh, one thing that inspired me this week was the release of a lot of quality shows on netflix uh dude outer banks, outer banks. The uh, season cinematography, three? uh is yep. it three yeah <gasps> three or four yeah how did i miss that yeah it dropped the other day i only watched the first episode i'm trying to pace myself yeah. because if i just like my <laughs> instinct is just like i'm just gonna binge i'm, it yeah. I'm binging it tonight for sure. <laughs> for sure i'm trying to pace myself a little bit because like i don't want to I, I don't want it to end so soon, yeah. you know? Like, I hate that. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The like, so Outer Banks cinematography is phenomenal. I just, mm-hmm. I, it's so good. Um, but also, uh, Formula One, Drive to Survive Season 5 came out. Man, that was a big rhyme. Mm. Uh, came out, and <laughs> I was not, like, a big Formula One fan until, like, some friends of mine really got into it heavy and they're like you That's gotta racing. watch it mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's racing um and i started keeping up with it a lot but what's really interesting is the storyline that like it's so political mm. like that that sport of racing is huh. wildly political and how they were able to make a netflix documentary so engaging to the person to the average person who had no idea that this style of racing was a sport and also make it worth watching mm. uh, is really cool. It's really interesting. And um, I, I love it. Like I like keeping up with the races, but also I also love keeping up with it knowing at the end of the year, there's going to be a Netflix season coming out and I'm going to get to kind of relive all those moments. So Netflix yeah, it's been killing it. Like yeah. they're really like the Netflix originals specifically. Yeah. They're really good at telling stories. Dude, you just had you come out outer banks mm-hmm. drive to survive. There's gotta be some others, but like those are three big hits, yeah. like a lot, like super 
Just yeah. big ones. I finished you in like one day. I was kind of sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got part two yeah. coming out yeah. in like three weeks. Like, I was like, what is going on? I've only watched one episode so far. Like the first episodes for like the show you are always hard for me. I'm always like, I don't know. This thing going to be good. But then it, it really picks up though. So It does pick it, up pretty it fast. It picks your interest. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been inspired by making food recently, like right. just people's routine and just looking at what people do when they wake up. Like I just been heavily inspired by that. So like trying different recipes in the morning, like avocado toast with an egg or something or different. Right on. Tur- I don't like turkey bacon, but trying turkey bacon this time around instead of regular bacon. Like I think that's important. That's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Pretty inspired by that. She um, got me already. Uh, that was quick. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> For me, it's been, um, I'm kind of a gearhead, a semi-gearhead, and a lot of, like, Sony just dropped some new stuff. Black Magic just dropped some new stuff. So yeah, nice. it's very interesting to see, uh, especially in the world, uh, that, like, volunteering uh, production. Uh, like, Black Magic dropped a new ATM studio, and Sony dropped the G Master 50. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not a huge Sony guy, but... I shoot Sony for weddings, so that was pretty exciting. So seeing all the new gear that's dropping, hopefully mm-hmm. Canon come out with some new stuff here soon. Yeah. Canon just came out with two more DSLR mirrorless. Yeah, they, the Canon R50 and the R8. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you follow Jared Poland, he just put out two reviews on them. It's pretty pretty dope. So I'm, I'm, I'm just excited about the gear. So that's my highlight of this week. So Yeah. 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 Cool. Dude, thanks for nice. coming on. Yeah, thanks, Learned guys. a lot about yeah. Booty Club. If by the time this comes out, I feel like it'll be closed website. But the website <laughs> will be closed. When will the next drop? Is there a summer drop? Anything like that? I want to do something before I graduate. Okay. Before you graduate. Yeah. So, so April, May. April, May. All right. Well, for the listeners and watchers, like keep an eye out for Booty Club drops. Um, April, May. Yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast, Thanks, man. Thank this you. was good yeah. stuff. This is really dope. Awesome. Nice conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. This has been the Creative Point of View podcast, and we'll see you next time. See you.